calling all my footy fans from all around the globe. Straight out of NYC, this is The Line Breaker. Hey, what's up? Welcome to The Line Breaker. My name is Pano. I'm Dimitri, a.k.a. Juicy. And we are back after a long break. I know it was international break, but it was also Dimitri's time to take a break from everything. Be lazy. Not want to record any episodes. So, uh... So we're back now. We're back. We're good to go. International break over. And we have some Champions League, I guess you could say... Recap. Recap juiciness, you know? Maybe a little juiciness of the Champions League. Uh, Game week three. Listen, we have not missed a single Champions League game week. So we got plenty to talk about when it comes to this game week. Um, I would say pretty straightforward results, right? I mean, any results that really surprised you over this Champions League week? Um, no real curveballs, but um, kind of disappointed that Newcastle lost at home. But again, not the craziest uh, of things to lose to Dortmund 1-0. I'm sure you're also uh, a little disappointed that, you know, your your boys Barcelona could only muster out a 2-1 win against uh, Shakhtar. A win is a win. Nine points through three games. We're going to make it to the Champions League knockouts. I think the for the first time in three seasons. Last three seasons. Oh, yeah, because last year you weren't in it. The year before that, you crashed out? Bo- both years we uh, crashed out to the Europa League. Ah, uh, yes, yes, year, yes. The first year, I think, Inter knocked this out along with uh, PSG. That's what it was, yes. You know what I also forgot? We got to do Pano's power picks, power picks, Pano's power rankings. It's time to go. And um, I mean, honestly, not much has changed, right? You can't really say much has changed from my last power picks, but you know, I'm still going to go through them. Um, this is how we're going to go. We're, we're going to run through this one quickly because I think uh, I think this one it's a little bit more straightforward, just like it was game week two. We're going to go with number one. So I'm going to go from first now. Number one, easy choice. We're going to go with FC Barcelona. FC Barcelona maintaining the top spot. Nine points, seven gold differential. Barcelona is cruising right now. They're looking good. Okay, you can't, you cannot complain about Barcelona, but... A newcomer in the second place spot, because I, I got to put them there. Manchester City. It feels like every game has been a little bit harder for them than it should be, but at the end of the day, they got nine points out of three games. So nine out of a possible nine. Can't argue with that. So uh, Manchester City is number two in my power rankings. Number three is going to be Bayern Munich. Now... Bayern isn't really dropping for any other reason other than I just I just think that I'm just going to put City above them right now because City seems to be catching fire um, right now in the Champions League. So I'm going to put Bayern at number three, even though, again, they're also perfect. Three wins out of three games, nine points out of a possible nine. Number four, a team who I'm putting at four because I do feel like they've really scraped away here. Um and we're going to talk more about this game after after these power rankings. And that is Real Madrid. 
Real Madrid, although they are also perfect, three for three, nine points out of nine. They had to squeak through that last game against Braga. Again, as I said, we're going to expand on that more as we talk about those games. But um, but yeah, I'm putting Real Madrid at my number nine. I'm at my number four spot. And number five, I'm going to go with PSG because it seems like PSG is starting to run away with this group. Uh, even though it's close, I think that they're going to be overwhelming first place in this group. I think Arsenal could have squeaked in here too, but this is just preference. You can call me an Arsenal hater or not. It's totally up to you, but um, this is preference for me. PSG, a big convincing win against AC Milan. Hey, I told you that Milan, you know, these Italian teams, they're not the truth. So, uh, so yeah, Milan looking last place right now in this group. PSG in first. PSG is going to be my number five. But again, as I said, Arsenal was close. They just missed out. So from top to bottom, we're going to go with number one, FC Barcelona. Number two, Manchester City. Number three, Bayern Munich. And it's very important to note that at this point, not much separates these three teams, in my opinion. The way that they're performing, I don't think a lot separates them. A little step back, we're going to go with Real Madrid at number four. And then number five, we're going with PSG. So those are your Pano's power picks after game week three. We are halfway through the Champions League group stages so far and we're also going to take this episode after we we, we're going to highlight a few games but we're going to use this episode to also kind of look back on you know revisit predictions that we made for um, how the groups are going to finish and basically see if much has changed if they're looking good if other teams maybe are surprising us so we're going to get into that but first I want Dimitri to give me his standout game of this Champions League game week. I think the, uh, as we said, there was uh, pretty straightforward results. But one standout game that I could say that this team has been playing well all three games. Uh, first place in their group. And I think they will remain in first place in their group is Feyenoord. They beat Lazio convincingly 3-1 at home, currently leading in a group with Atletico Madrid, Lazio, and Celtic. And I think it will remain that way because Feyenoord is playing great footy so far. I mean, there's three games left, though, and this group is pretty close if you think about it. I'm pretty sure that anybody in this group can finish anywhere still at this point. Yeah, but the reason I like it a lot is because Feyenoord's remaining game against Atleti is in the Netherlands. So I like them for that reason to stay on top. Look, I think they got the toughest game out of the way, which was an away game at Atleti. Yep, they did. They did get it out of the way. And Celtic is looking terrible. But I mean, are we surprised? The Scottish teams never show up in the Champions League. I don't even remember. They, I'm not going to lie. The only game that I think of when I think of Scottish teams playing well in the Champions League is I think of that game in like 2012 or 2013. Maybe it was 2013 when Celtic beat um, Barcelona. Do you remember that? Do you remember that game? They beat them. I want to say it was in the group stage. They beat them. Um, that's the only game that I could think of with like Scottish teams performing well in the Champions League. I'm not talking about Europa League anything like that. Um Sorry about that, guys. Um, but yeah, so uh, <laughs> phone call ruining the uh, the pot over there for a little bit. Apologies to everyone for that. But uh, yeah, so 
Scottish teams, they are not it. Um, I'm going to give you a game that stood out to me. Stood out to me for, an, let's call it an abundance of reasons. Um, your boys, Manchester United, really getting away with it at the end there with FC Copenhagen. And this is going to open up a... It's going to open up a broader question to you that I'm curious about. And also, this is kind of going to bring us into our points. Um, Manchester United, they were definitely... They, they definitely lost the XG battle in this game against FC Copenhagen. They went up 1-0 from a Harry Maguire goal. Screamer, you, you might say. Although anything that he scores, I guess, is a screamer. Um, getting away with it at the end. Andre Onana coming up big, saving the penalty in... Was in the ninety something minute? Hey, the two players that they hated on the most came through for them when they that, needed them the most. That's true. The two biggest memes so far this season and for Manchester United and Harry Maguire and Andre Onana coming up big for them in this Champions League game. This was a big three points for Manchester United. I mean, it this, is. If they, to, if they can get these three points, I think. Uh, I think Galatasaray was sitting comfortably to get out of the group. I think this this three points that they've gotten now against Copenhagen kind of cements for me that I think that they're going to finish second still in this group. I think they're going to squeak through. Even though they haven't played well this year, I think that they've been terrible the whole year, and they haven't deserved a lot of the wins that they've been getting, whether it's in the champ... Well, they haven't won anything in the Champions League until this weekend, or this week. But whether it's here or in the league, I think they've been terrible. But they got away with this one again. They scraped through. They got bailed out by a big scapegoat for the season. And... Yeah, I, I think I think they'll finish second in this group now. And it's mostly because this win has, I think, just, just put them in a good place. Um Do you have any other games that I don't you... have I don't have a particular game, but I just want to say that Union Berlin might be the unluckiest team in this in this tournament this year. They've it's... lost all three games all by one goal, and the first two games they lost were by late, late goals. First one being Bellingham in Madrid against them, and then Braga scored a late winner against Union Berlin in Germany, I believe. And then they lost 1-0 in their last uh, Champions League matchup this week. So I would say Union Berlin is the unluckiest team, and I don't think they're going to be able to turn it around. I feel like it's just uh, deflating when you give up. When you lose two games with late goals, and then you lose the third game by one as well. It doesn't look like they've played poorly either in any of these games. It's a shame because I had them finishing second. Yeah, that's what makes it super deflating too when you don't deserve to lose, especially all three games, you know? Also, Davidatro Fofana almost had a crazy assist um, to tie the game up, I believe, and uh, got called slightly offside. So, you know, they've been a little unlucky with those calls. Not that it wasn't the right call. It was the right call for sure, but... We're talking about margins here. <laughs> fine, fine margins. So that I definitely I think that's an important that's that's an important kind of team to bring up because I think that this group in general is interesting. With Braga, Real Madrid, Union Berlin, Napoli, obviously I gave, you know, like my my hot take that um Berlin was gonna finish second. And so far really the big surprise in this group I think has been Braga, because Braga were unlucky to to lose this game against Madrid. They, you could argue that that they should have won this game. I mean, they definitely had the bulk of the chances, and it was really came down to like a moment of magic from Jude Bellingham, 
Who else? <laughs> right? Who, who else but Jude Bellingham? And, I mean, in general, you get, you get a goal from Rodrigo, but, like, you gotta, you gotta feel for Braga because even... I know it was 2 nothing at that point when they scored to make it 2-1, but it, it didn't... Based on the run of play, it wasn't really a 2 nothing game. Braga, I mean, dominated the expected goals. We're talking... 1.5 to 0.88, so almost double the expected goals that Real Madrid had. They missed two big chances. I'm sorry, they missed one big chance out of two big chances that they had. Real Madrid had zero big chances, which just means that Real Madrid's goals came from low XG totals, which obviously you can kind of tell based on the fact that they only had 0.88 XG. So yes, obviously, best teams in the world, they overperform their expected goals, but like you got to feel for Braga. And this is a Braga team that I'm pretty sure I said would finish last. I think they could finish second in this group. I think they could I think they could scrape through. Napoli has not looked good, even though they beat Berlin. I mean, you know, your boy Guaraschelia, I don't, can he bail them out again? I don't know. Tough questions, tough questions. That's going to that's gonna bring us into our... Um, Overall, we're just going to revisit the table of each group. And, you know, halfway through the group stage now, we're going to give our new predictions for uh, for who's going to finish where. We're going to take it one by one. We're going to start at the top, um, the group of the eventual Champions League winner. And uh, that is the group with Bayern Munich sitting at the top of it. Got Bayern Munich in first right now with nine points. Galatasaray of Turkey with four points in second place. Um, Manchester United Football Club in third place with three points and FC Copenhagen with one point in last place. Now, how do you see this group finishing uh, now that we're halfway through? Actually, my hottest take is in this group. Really? So my hottest take is Galatasaray is getting through. They're going to hold on to that second place spot. I mean, it's pretty safe to say that I think Bayern's going to win out think the only team that's going to give them trouble is Man U, but I think they'll be able to solidify going six games, six wins. And Galatasaray's remaining game against Man U is in Turkey, which is always a tough place to play. And, you know, the finest of margins, they're going to be close heading into that. So I, I can see Galatasaray pulling, pulling out a result in Turkey to solidify that second place spot. And um, I see them going through. If need be, I think the the last game of their Champions League group stage campaign is against Copenhagen, the weakest team in the group. So if they did need a win at the very last match day to get through, it's pretty safe to say that they're they would be able to get it against Copenhagen compared to the other two teams. That's a hot take indeed. I see what you're saying. Um, I'm just gonna I'm gonna have to disagree. I, and it's not because I think that this team deserves it, because I do not think they deserve it. But I really, I just, I know it's inevitable. Manchester United has is going to scrape through. They, ah, they overperformed last year. Um, they got results that they probably didn't deserve to get. And it seems like they're getting away with it again this year. Even though they're not playing well overall. Obviously, they're still low on the Premier League table. But I just, I, I don't see it with this team. But I just, just because... They're gonna get bailed out. Bruno is gonna go off, and they're just gonna they're gonna scrape through. So I, I'm not gonna. I don't have any. I don't have any um, statistical analysis as to why 
Manchester United is going to finish second in this group. I just, I have a feeling that they're just going to get by like they usually do when it comes to these things, even if they don't deserve it. So I'm going to go Bayern, Man U, Galatasaray, Copenhagen. And I think Galatasaray is going to actually have a good champ, uh, Europa League in the end when they do go through. Um, so that that's Group A. Let's head on over to Group B. We have, you, you want to take it away? In Group B, we have Arsenal in first place with six points, Lenz in second with five points, Sevilla in third with two points, tied with fourth place PSV Eindhoven with two points as well. That is a PSV being led by a Mexican-American striker, Ricardo Pepe, who has not really been firing uh, too well so far. Um, We're going to get into another Mexican striker in a little bit later on in the group who is firing on all cylinders for his team and Dimitri's big on that team but for now we're going to focus on this side I mean again I hate to say it but you got to see Arsenal finishing it first right I mean I'm thinking it's going to be in this order I think it's going to go just how it is Arsenal Lens, Sevilla PSV and it's not for any other reason other than I just think that Arsenal is going to top the group um, just because they, they are on paper the best team in this group I think Long is going to keep playing well. Um, Obviously, they haven't exactly performed super well in the French League, but they have picked it up in the Champions League. They're not not doing too hot. I'm not going to lie. They're not doing great right now in the French League, but their form has been better. It's been better than the beginning of the year when they were, like, in the relegation zone almost. Um... I think I think Sevilla coming in third was the easiest prediction of this group. Well, yeah, obviously Sevilla is going to come in third, and they're going to do they're going to do numbers in the in the Europa League. That's obvious. And then we got PSV um, in last. Is is that kind of where you're going with too? Uh, yes, I I would agree with that. It's going to finish as it is. Yeah, I think that's a straightforward group, and we're going to go now to a a group that I don't think is so straightforward. Um, and that is Group C. In first place, we have Real Madrid with nine points, running away with it. In second place, we have Napoli with six points. In third, we have Braga with three points. And in last, we have Union Berlin, zero points. Um, I I know we, we kind of spoke a little bit about it before, but how do you see halfway through, how do you see this group finishing? I think Real Madrid's going to win the group. We're yeah. going to have, predict this, three wins, all on Jude Bellingham late winners in each of the remaining three games. So they're going to they're gonna go perfect in this group then. Yes. Napoli, I can see that. Napoli's going to finish in second. And I can see Union Berlin squeaking out a third place finish and going down to the Europa League over Braga. You know what? You have me sold. I'm not going to lie. I was... I, I was edging towards trying to get like that hot take of Braga, um, you know, finishing in second. But you have to believe in the numbers, okay? Union Berlin's been playing decently well. You gotta think that they're gonna squeak in. This is their first Champions League cap- campaign, correct? Uh, I believe so. Yes. I. Uh, you know what? I'm gonna believe in them. I think they'll scrape through. I'm gonna also go Madrid. Napoli, Berlin, and Braga in fourth. Remember, I put Berlin in second in my 
early predictions. It'd be insane. It'd be amazing if they wind up finishing second. But that would take a real capitulation from uh, from Napoli. So very unlikely. But hey, stranger things have happened. Is, is it too crazy to, to say that potentially you could have Napoli losing to Madrid, tying Braga, and then losing to Berlin, and then Berlin winning out? Because I, I want to say... That wouldn't be the craziest thing, or you could have Union... Hmm, trying to do the math here. If Union Berlin gets seven points in the remaining three games, with the tie being against Madrid and Napoli getting one point with the tie being against Braga, if Union Berlin could win on goal difference, that would be uh, huge for them. So that's one way I guess it could sneak out. I just don't see Napoli losing, dropping all three games. Yeah, I'm trying to see who who the last match is for... Um... For these teams, because we got to go to the last game week, right? The last game week. Is it not? Is it not? Um, Union Berlin versus Madrid. If it is, I'm telling you, man, I could. But I could. The reason I could see that happening is Madrid. Not. Madrid might be in first place in the group by then, so they would just play a yeah a second team. It it is it is Berlin versus Madrid last game. So if, I guess if you're a Union Berlin supporter, you kind of hope that Madrid wins the next two games, solidifies first place, and then. You know, the second game rests a couple of their key key guys, and you don't want to see Jude Bellingham on the field after the 70th minute. For my pride, I hope that happens. But hey, we're gonna have to we're gonna have to see. Um, let's move on. Group D. We got Real Sociedad in first place with seven points, playing extremely well. Uh, Inter Milan in second place, only on goal differential. They also have seven uh, seven points, so they're only behind Sociedad on goal differential. Um, we have. Red Bull Salzburg with three points in third place. And then Benfica. Benfica. Sporting Club de Lisbon Benfica. No. SL Benfica. It must be something like that. Sporting Lisbon Benfica. Sport, isn't Sporting Lisbon Sporting? Yeah, I, I know. But what what would the SL mean in Sporting? It's Isn't it SL Benfica? Yo, I'm going to find this right now. All right, cue the... Uh, what is I'll, that? The... I'll take it from here. Benfica in last place hasn't scored a goal in three games. And maybe they could squeak out a, th- a third place finish. Definitely not top two. I think top two is going to stay as is. But I would think that Inter would jump Real Sociedad. I think there's just too much firepower on that team for Real Sociedad. But Real Sociedad has been playing well. And I do see them going through uh, pretty comfortably and not... Too much of a challenge coming from Salzburg for the top two spots. It's Sport Lisboa, a Benfica, whatever that means. Um, so it's kind of right. It's just not sporting. But anyway, um, I actually I think Sociedad is a good team, man. I um I got a chance to watch them against uh, Atletico Madrid in the league, and like they outplayed Atletico Madrid. Were very unlucky to win two one. That game. This game. This game was a couple weeks ago um, in La Liga. They're fifth right now in La Liga, and they're only four points behind Atletico Madrid. Albeit they have a game in hand. Um, I I like the Sociedad team. They got some good players, man. They got Ta- Takefusa Kubo, who I feel like is the guy who's obviously getting like all the uh, he's getting all the the hype right now. Um, but they have players with a lot of experience, like uh, Mikel Arias. Are Yarzabal 
Oyarzabal. Oyarzabal. Up top? Yeah, he's a forward. I don't think he's an actual striker. And then they also have um, Bryce Mendez. He's a, he's a 26-year-old left-footed Spanish player. He plays in midfield. Right now, he's one of their top assisters and top goal scorers. They also have uh, Zubi Mendy, who did have some uh, very you know, hot uh, transfer rumors over the summer. Huge interest from uh, top European clubs for Zubi Mendy as a... As a, I would say, not necessarily a destroyer, but a defensive midfielder who can, you know, make tackles, but also, but mainly, you know, play, play with the ball very well. So they got a, they got a good little team. You know what? I think Sociedad, I think this group will finish as is. I, I think Sociedad will, will beat Inter. I'm not high on this Inter team. Uh, you know me, I'm just, I'm not high on the Italians in general. Oh, I can't wait to get to that group. Speaking of Italian bums. And, uh, and... Italian bum teams. Luckily, there's a group that has both an Italian bum on one team and a, and a bum Italian team on the other team <laughs> or on the other side. But, um, but yeah. Um, so, yeah, I think this group is going to stay as is. Um, looks pretty good. And shame for Benfica. Benfica finishing last. That'd be pretty crazy. I could still see them squeaking into third, but I'm going to go with group's going to finish as is. Um, Take it away with Group E. I think I I really want to hear you talk more about this group. Group E, we have first place Feyenoord with six points, second place Atleti with five, third place Lazio with four points, and last place Celtic with one point. Thing I said earlier in the show, uh, I have Feyenoord coming out of the group, but coming in second, I believe, because Atleti's gonna jump them. They have Atleti plays them. At home down the stretch, which I think is going to favor Atleti to win the group. And I don't think Celtic's going to really challenge for third place Lazio. And I I can't see Lazio uh, squeaking through. I'm, I'm ready to hop on the Feyenoord bandwagon. I'm not going to lie. The only thing that's kind of holding me back is the fact that I just think that Madrid just has a better team in general. Um but one player that I am big on on this Feyenoord team, I spoke about a Mexican-American striker um, at PSV Eindhoven. Well, there's a Mexican striker on Feyenoord, 22 years old, Santiago Jimenez, who's absolutely taken the league by storm. Mind you, I just I just realized he, he was born in Argentina. It's kind of weird. I don't really know how that happened. Um, but, uh, but yeah, so... Uh, Ah, okay. He's uh he feels more Mexican than Argentinian, whatever that means. Um, but yeah. So oh, he's a naturalized Mexican citizen because he started at Cruz Azul. Interesting. He's Argentinian. He's not really Mexican. Okay, this makes me feel better as an American soccer fan. Um, he is absolutely killing it right now this year. He has thirteen goals in nine games. In <laughs> In the Dutch league in the Eredivisie, and he's got two goals in one game so far in the Champions League. This was his first start last game, and he scored two goals. So he's been killing it. Um, I think that this group is also gonna finish at it as is. I'm gonna be a romantic. Feyenoord's gonna finish in first. <laughs> Why are you laughing at me? Um, 
not laughing. He's he's laughing at me. <clears throat> what, what, what what's wrong with what I said? I didn't say anything. All right, we we good with this group? I guess so. You guess so. That doesn't make me feel good. I just kind of can't wait to get to this this group right here. Group F. We have uh, PSG in first with six points. Dortmund with four points in second. Newcastle in third with four points. And Milan in fourth with two points. Um... Listen, I'm I'm not a betting man, but um would you take a gamble and say that uh, that Newcastle could uh could get out of this group? W- would you gamble? Not, just, just for the record, I'm that? not a betting man myself, but um I do have Newcastle squeaking out of this group. You know, I think they were uh little unlucky to lose at home with that great atmosphere that they have that we saw against PSG. Uh, you know, Dorman got a one nothing win. Hats off to them. So I, I can I can see Newcastle going through, and I think this this group I did we did say that PSG was going to win the group, and it went from a four horse race to I think a three horse race for the top two spots with PSG already securing one of the spots. Yeah, and I think PSG's like clocked in. Yeah, yeah like the last she's two locked, spots, I guess, in. is between Dortmund and Newcastle. I think AC Milan has not proven to be uh, a real contender for the top two spots. And I, I think I think where that stemmed from was because AC Milan started their Champions League campaign at home against Newcastle, where they should have won the game comfortably and they couldn't. So, you know, you, if you can't win the games that you should, where you're creating all these chances and you can't finish, it really, it really hinders your chances at going through if you have a very tough group. Yeah, and and I was big on on this AC Milan team to start things off, but uh, it's it's not looking good for them. It's not the end of the world. They could still, they could in theory finish with eleven points, right? If they went out, I don't think that's gonna happen. It's you know obviously some of these games have shown to be too much for them. Um, but but what you, what you are saying is that if you were a Newcastle player and you were to bet on yourself, um, you would. I would Put be yourself. Uh, I would be betting on myself to go through through to the uh Champions League group stages. Uh knockout stages, sorry. Would you would you also bet on yourself to get a ten month ban uh from football? Uh <laughs> over half a yellow card. <laughs> but uh also I didn't know he was very fast. Didn't know Tenali had uh legs on him like that. I think he's clocked the top speed in the Champions League so far. Has he actually? He I I I promise I don't have it right now. I he's definitely up there, but I think he might have clocked the top speed, and I think it came against PSG, where he was chasing a through ball, long ball from his half to the top of his eighteen, and he was running with Dembele. I want to say. Interesting stat there. If you want to uh, confirm, look up. But he he's got wheels on him. Well. Yeah, I mean, you would hope he's got wheels because he's running from the cops now. <laughs> and he's running for Bruno, too. <laughs> he's running for Bruno, and he's running from the cops right now. Yeah, so uh, Tenali, who I wasn't very big on, um, I wasn't big on that transfer, and he's he's paying dividends <laughs> so far for Newcastle. <laughs> I don't know if we should talk about that in this episode, but oh, that that's a can of worms that I would love to talk about. There's a lot, there's a lot to unpack with that. I don't think Newcastle is going to go through, but I, I think that they could still finish in third. I think that they're likely to finish in third, but I also 
I can't, I can see them finishing in fourth. I could see them finishing last and Milan picking it up at the end. I don't think that they'll squeeze through though. So the, the highest I can see Newcastle finishing is third. I think it's going to go PSG, Dortmund, Newcastle, Milan. And you are right, Sandra Tonali. That was after uh, match day two, though. Clock top speed after match day two. Christian Pulisic. Oof. Oh, my gosh. Ellie Wahi, another one. Oof. I'm sure he's fast for other reasons, too. He's also he's also one to run from the authorities. All right, so we have that group um, We have that group done. And we, we got two groups left. I feel like we've been talking for a while about these groups. Um, we got Man City, Leipzig, Young Boys, uh, Red Star. Man City with perfect nine points leipzig in second with six and we got young boys and red star third and fourth with one point each this group is finishing as it is right no uh red star is finishing in third place ahead of young boys your favorite team in switzerland um but yeah the top two spots are pretty much uh locked and loaded i'm gonna go with that i i feel like we don't there's isn't really much to talk about here i also feel like man city hasn't even left like first gear honestly they've also been playing without de bruyne but uh here there's rumors of him going to the middle east after he showed up at that ufc event over the weekend but that's a whole different story i I doubt he goes i don't think so um yeah that was probably the easiest group we've had to do today honestly it's just yeah wait till you get to this one (laughs) well i think that this group could be a little bit more open than you think although i still think that it's going to finish as is How, how about you take it away finish off the groups for me First place, Champions League contenders, Barcelona, perfect, nine points, invincible Champions League season incoming. Porto in second place with six points, Shakhtar Donetsk, third place with three points, Royal Antwerp, last place, no points. I don't see anything changing in this group. I can see it finishing it finishing the same one through four i'm gonna go with that also i think barca porto but i like Shakhtar, bro skeleton squad they're they're still going strong i think they'll put up a good fight and i, I think that they'll have a good uh europa league season as well um i think Dimitri said enough for that uh for that group so yeah i mean i don't have much more to say but i think after halfway through I'm even more confident that Bayern Munich is going to win the Champions League. I think I'm even more confident. Oh, look, man. Musiala firing, Harry Kane firing. They're going to get a midfielder and a defender in January. I know they are. Whoever it is, it's going to make them better, bro. This Bayern Munich team looks scary. Kane, like, and he he's like Holland. Especially in the Bundesliga and in the Champions League. Especially in the Bundesliga and the Champions League. Um, yeah, he's, he's inevitable. He's killing it. So, um, so yeah, I think that's, that's just about it. Um, hurricane is inevitable, especially, especially in the Bundesliga, but in the Champions League as well. Um, so yeah, that, that's that, um, that rounds up our groups, um, halfway through predictions. So, you know, other than that, we're looking forward to game week four, Hopefully, by the time we get to game week four, I'm going to be able to watch more of the games because my um, my fall season is going to be winding down. If some of you don't know, uh, for th- for some of you who don't know, I'm a, I'm a coach. I coach soccer. 
Um, so usually I'm in season and I'm, I'm doing training sessions on Tuesdays and Wednesdays. Once my season's done, though, you know, I could take a step back. I could relax and I could just sit down and watch some f- more footy and not just watch, you know, games on playback or highlights. So I'll be able to watch more. Um, but yeah, other than that, you have any closing points, Dimitri? Um, I think I laid out all my points in the episode. All right. Well, this was another episode of the Line Breaker recapping game week three of the Champions League. My name is Pano. I'm Dimitri, a.k.a. Juicy, and we're out of here.